Hello and welcome to On Walking the Way. Today we're going to talk about freedom. There's a lot of talk and honestly a lot of confusion around the word freedom today. Freedom is a word that the New Testament speaks of fairly often, so seems like a good place to start this study is with Jesus. The first passage we're going to look at is an excerpt from a longer conversation Jesus had with certain Jewish leaders. They seemed to feel that they were already free. They also had come to believe that they had never been enslaved, largely it seems, because of their heritage. They already considered themselves to be part of the elect of Israel since they were sons of Abraham. But Jesus saw the situation quite differently. Jesus answered them and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So, if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Jesus was unconcerned with politics and physical heritage as he spoke of freedom. The freedom he was talking about was freedom from the tyranny and slavery of sin. Those who sin are slaves, and slaves are not sons. But the true son can set you free. And if the son sets you free, you will be truly free. The freedom Jesus spoke of existed both in this life and eternally. He was discussing a freedom from their own evil desires and the bondage that comes from living as slaves to these desires. He was also hinting very strongly in this passage that freedom from sin changes a person's status from slave to son and so makes that person an eternal heir and a true member of God's family. A slave in that culture was not a member of the family, while sons were heirs. Our freedom, then, is a freedom from our sinful desires where our actions are not dictated by the relentless desires of our lower nature. True freedom is escaping all of that and being free to live as sons in Christ. If such frequent use of the word sons is jarring to you, relax. The New Testament was not written to soothe our modern sensibilities. It was written to address the audience of its day. We are all sons in Christ because he is the son. We all share in his status in the family, and we are now all heirs with him. In the ancient world, daughters were not the heirs. Sons were. Son was a status in the family, not just a description of biological sex. We are now all heirs in Christ. We are all sons in Christ. And we are all, whether male or female, the bride of Christ. So, females are sons and males are brides and don't get triggered. Just understand why these terms are used. But let's go on. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, 
abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you've been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. This passage is from Paul, who is reminding his readers not to be once again taken captive and enslaved. But here the slavery is more specific than the slavery that Jesus broadly described in our first passage. The slavery Paul warns of is submitting to philosophy and lies, serving ideas based on human tradition and the so-called elemental spirits of the world. These are all things that flow not from Christ or his spirit, but from the world and its zeitgeist, for lack of a better word. The question for modern students of Paul's words must be, what is the current spirit of the age? What philosophies and lies and human traditions are trying to enslave us now? What ideas are simply not of Christ? This last question is where things get very odd in our current world. Today, even Jesus is often reimagined and recreated to fit whatever odd idea is in vogue at the moment. One of the things that I think describe the current spirit of the world, as well as any, is the obsession to redefine, reimagine, and re-identify everything until nothing has any meaning at all. Ironically, even the word nothing has been redefined such that scientists can make the claim that everything came from nothing. Although by nothing they mean a quantum vacuum, which is in fact not nothing. So here we sit in a world where each person is imprisoned in a jail of their own definitions, unable to even talk to our neighbors because they are locked in prisons of their own. Every person, while seeking personal freedom, is enslaving themselves in the prison of their own desires and isolating themselves from every other person on earth. The desire for personal freedom has in fact created a self-imposed solitary confinement. These self-centered desires for freedom are the essence of the sin Jesus was describing in the first passage. Ironically, in trying to find a freedom of our own, we lose the very thing that we seek. We can't set ourselves free. When we try, all we find is anarchy and violence. The book of Judges ends with the phrase, And every man did what was right in his own eyes. The next thing you see in the history of Israel is a nation begging for a king. The anarchy and violence had become too much. When they were told that a human monarchy would lead to oppression, they cried, We don't care. Give us a king. Ever since the Garden of Eden, the devil has been trying to convince us that what we want and don't have is more desirable than what God has provided for us. We need to reject this urge and turn back to God. And Jesus is the way that God has provided for our return. The road to freedom is Jesus. He is the way, 
He is the truth that frees us from the lies of the current spirit of the age. And he is the life we seek to create, but so often fail to embrace. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. This week, let's encourage each other to walk in the freedom that only Jesus can give. It's also the Lenten season, so instead of giving up sugar or some such thing, let's give up our selfish desires and take the opportunities God gives us to help and to bless those around us. As we forget about our own self-serving freedoms, may we all find true freedom in giving ourselves for each other. Because when we walk in that self-sacrificial road of the cross, we will find we are not walking alone, but with Jesus and with everyone else that follows him, and we will at last be truly free. Have a great week.